Hi there, everybody. This is Donna Fox, and you are listening to Akashic Wisdom. It's the show where we typically talk about the Akashic Records, which are the energetic recording of your soul's journey over every lifetime. And again, my name is Donna Fox, but today we have a wonderful guest with us, and we are going to be talking about spirit drawings. We're going to be talking about um, what is truly within within you and and all sorts of wonderful things today. So without further ado, I would like to introduce J.D. Arichi. Hi, J.D. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, you're quite welcome. You know, what you do is so unusual. Uh, well, it's not unusual so much, but I think it's the way that you do it that's unusual. And so we have... Um, and you've got such an um, amazing website. The, 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 the drawings are, wow. <laughs> so, you know, it, your website uh, is, is, um, is, is net, correct? That's correct. Okay. And you also have a deck of cards called the Ethereal, Ethereal Oracle, right? Cor- correct. Okay, but the main way that the main thing you do for folks is do doing their spirit drawings, and you have um, a lot to say about that. So I'm going to ask you, tell us a little bit about what, in your words, what you do, and how you got into this. Gotcha. Um, to sum it, to put it into somewhat of a nutshell, just for you know to to uh, general understanding. Um, I consider myself an intuitive artist, meaning my uh, intuition comes through my artwork. Um, What I do, in essence, in most cases, both with what I call spirit art, which is color pictures that I frame, um, and the spirit drawings, which are uh, charcoal, black and white drawings, uh, is I draw with the intent of it being for the person that's ordering it. So uh, my my primary focus is for it to be in their highest and best interest, whatever they need to see most importantly. And with that, I deliver um, a message, kind of a primary message, a main focus of what's on the table right now or something that may be missing. Uh, uh-huh. Typically, it speaks to people's blocks and, and what they have set up as far as... Um, I kind of break it down into uh, a guideline of mind, body, spirit, past, present, future as far as... Um, where, which direction is the energy flowing? Is it in balance with each other? If there's a block, what's the block? Things of that nature. Things that um, it kind of stems, I guess, in a sense, from where how I started, which was you know getting answers to things that were really kind of gnawing at me without really asking them. And um, I had some really profound experiences that got me into it. So I, I guess I'm just turning that over and into doing that for other people. Okay. Well, I'm curious. Now, when you say that you bring it forth with a, with a message, is it you do the drawing? Do you have to talk to the person first and find out a little bit about them? Or, or no. how, how, what's the process there? I actually prefer to know as little as possible. Um, okay. One of the reasons for this is uh, it's, it leaves less room for me to to enter my own thoughts into it, and it, instead it, it makes it a more open process to flow. Uh, when I first started doing it, some of the experiences that I had, uh, and I get into one of the one of the more interesting ones, which really kind of was a turning point. Um, I I would do the drawing without even know I was doing the drawing in a sense of. Um, I did uh, this one instance, I, if I can get into the story without taking up too much time. Um, You've got a whole hour, darling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, it, it, let me start with how I, I got started doing this, and I think that'll yeah. kind of mm-hmm. yeah answer some of that. When um, I got to a point, I was in, I guess, my mid to late 20s, and I was working, you know, in customer service. Um, my nature was always to help people. Um it was just something I always gravitated towards, and um, but it, career-wise, it wasn't really going well, and <laughs> I just got to a, one of those points where I didn't want my entire existence to be about my day job, about the you know 
uh, 40-hour work week, and that was the whole of my existence. And I was really seeking more. And at the time, I was living down in Florida. And uh, I decided to just up and move. And I, I am originally from New Jersey, so I okay. was originally thinking of moving back up there. But that didn't feel quite right. And on a whim, I went up to see a friend of mine in upstate New York and fell in love with the area. So um, I came up with a game plan, you know, to, to, and I was looking, it wasn't just a move and a relocation. It was, my intention was literally to recreate myself. So I moved to a place where I didn't really know anybody. Um, every experience was brand new to me there. And in a sense, I think that's how I opened the door for myself, for opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think I was being called personally, but, you know, I, I couldn't really say that for, you know, factual basis. <laughs> um, but that's what I felt with it. And uh, so I'm in this new area, and um, things were going okay. You know, plan went relatively, you know, unhindered. Un, uh, and uh was having a hard time finding a, a decent job in my new location, and uh, which was Rochester, New York. And um, on a whim, I wound up at a psychic fair on, on this one Saturday. And I went to sign up for one person to get a reading, and um, they were booked for, like, the next three hours. And then I went to sign up for someone else. And just They just kept on being blocks in the way. So finally I left myself on, on someone's list and said, I guess I'll just have to wait. And while I, was, while I did that, I was sitting in, and I was kind of eavesdropping on another reading that was going on, not the person that I had signed up for. And the person that she was reading for had at least three or four things, like, very specifically common. Um, I think his first name was John, which is my first name, which is the J. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I believe he's an artist. And the specific thing that really jumped out was he about, he was about to move down to Florida with his best friend, which <laughs> is what brought me to Florida in the first place. Uh-huh. So it just kind of hit me over the head, like, I need to go to her. <laughs> <laughs> So I put my name on her list, and um, at the time, uh, we all have those moments where there's something that's kind of just burrowing away in our brain, you know, things we have questions on, and I was that was kind of my purpose for wanting the reading, and I had some experience with having readings before, and the, some friends of mine were intuitives, um, but never really got into it, and... Uh, but I sat down and I said, I kind of know how this works, but I'm looking for an answer to a yes or no question. And we kind of um, skipped over that to start because she was getting some other stuff that was coming through, and we talked about that. And um, Ironically, at the time, I had, had interviewed at a location, and she happened to know people at that location because she used to work in that business. So it was very uh, uh, synchronistic. And, um, which again, another affirmation that it was the right direction. Right. So, um, we, we kind of talked about the question that I had had and elaborated on it. We just basically discussed it, but, you know, didn't really get that yes or no. Uh And as an intuitive, I realized how difficult that kind of an answer can be sometimes. Because usually there's a reason why it's yes or no, and there's all that going on. And, um... So there is no necessarily correct answer. And uh, this was on a Saturday. She knew I was new in town, so she told me about the Spiritualist Church. And for those of you who out there who don't know what a Spiritualist Church is, it's um, it's based on the, the, the religion of spiritualism. Um, long story short, part of their service every week is not only healing, energetic healings, but it's also uh, mediumship, kind of like gallery-style you know, Uh like John Edwards does. And um, so she had told me about this church, and it was similar to a church that I'd been to a few times down in Florida. And, you know, okay, well, that sounds interesting, good way to meet people, stuff like that. So on a whim again, that morning I happened to wake up early enough, you know, this was the next day, it was Sunday, and uh, decided to go to a service. It was a guest speaker, it wasn't even the regular pastor, which is even more ironic. And uh, during the, the process, uh, you know, during his sermon, I, I, a lot of things really resonated with me. But then we get towards the end, which is the mediumship part, and he asks me if I'd like a message. So I say yes, of course. 
And he said, the answer to the question you've been posing to the universe is yes. <laughs> so it was the day before I asked one person a specific question, which is just really unrealistic in, in ter- regular terms. And the next day, someone else answered that very directly. And my jaw dropped. I I was speechless, which is not a common thing. (laughs) So it was very clear to me that I was in the right place. So from there, it went to, um, I started becoming involved with the church. I started, I took a few mediumship classes. I took some energetic healing classes, and I was very open and interested. And I was trying to be, you know, be helpful. I wanted to to be a part of it. So um, I I started going to board meetings and things like that. And that particular summer, um, meanwhile, I did get the the other job that I had interviewed for. So um, I'm working, you know, and I'm working there and, you know, go to church, you know, most of the time. And uh, that summer, um, oh, they they had signed up a... uh, they put out a sheet for people who wanted to come to a group meditation. And personally, I had tried to meditate on my own and never had any success. Um, I read, I even read a book on it, which is, for those who know me, is very rare because I'm not a fan of reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, It's just not something, I, because I'm such a visual person, reading just puts me to sleep. And uh, I actually read a book on meditation, but still couldn't get any real tangible success out of it. It just put me to sleep. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, uh, they, so I decided that I thought that might be a good way for me to help branch out beyond that, you know, to, to step outside where I'd been. And, um, so I signed up for it and this was, you know, a month or so ahead of time, you know, they don't schedule these things the same week. So, you know, time goes by, you know, it's the day before the meditation circle. And then I got laid off from the job. Oh, wow. Interesting part of the story is that that job was probably as customer service peak of my career. So <laughs> I went to the meditation. Yeah, it's interesting how it plays out uh-huh. and the fear we go through in the process. Um, you know, and I, I started to panic, you know, but and, and even though they asked for only asked for a donation for the, the meditation group, um, I started questioning whether I should spend the money, you know, because obviously I just lost my job and but I went, and uh, it was it was a guided meditation. So, um, you know, she's the 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 pastor who is running it. She uh, was giving us suggestions to visualize, and I've always been a creative person, a very visual person. So, you know, you can say something, and I see a picture. Period. Right. You know, uh-huh. no matter what it is, no matter how obscure it is, I see a picture. And um, so. At first, I'm thinking it's just my imagination and, you know, kind of just chalking it all up to me being creative. So it didn't really feel like I was getting anywhere, but I kept going ahead of the group, though. Like, I wouldn't, like, she would say, you see, you know, you see this in front of you, and it was actually a staircase in this instance. And um, my imagination, you know, I just took off, and uh, I kept trying to get back to where the group was because I thought that's what I was supposed to do, quote-unquote. And, um, you know, so whenever she would say something else, I would bring myself back to, like, that, that point. So we're, we're moving along, and then all of a sudden um, she says, you're lying under a tree. So I, I say, okay, I'm lying under a tree. And I see the huge tree, and the roots were, like, taller than me. And I really have since associated it to the tree of life. Um, it was very much like in the movie Avatar, the home tree, you know. Right. This tree that just, like, absolutely touches the sky. And um, I'm lying under there, and then this blue woman turns, just pops out of me, turns around and looks at me. <laughs> and that was the point where I knew it was not me. I said, this is way too strange. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention you're not so, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right. Okay. Um, and I'm not blue last time I checked. But, uh, right. <laughs> So, so it it was that was the point. It was exciting, but I didn't want to get too excited and knock myself out of where I was at. And um, I the, the big irony in all of this is probably the only time I've ever actually asked anything during a meditation. I said, "What do I do?" And she pointed to an easel. So um, I've I, I was always an artist, but I was somewhat of a reluctant artist. 
Um, the, the path never just really went the way I wanted it to. Uh, it was it was a part of my identity that I kind of had a bitter rivalry with, and um, so I you know seeing it in the meditation, even though I knew this wasn't coming from me, I still kind of rolled my eyes. You know, kind of like when your friend gives you advice that yeah, oh yeah, that thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, but because of all these other experiences I had, I said, well, I gotta really see where this goes. You know, just for the sake of seeing where it goes. You know, being more objective about it. So. Um, so that was kind of the very beginning. And then I had heard through the church, there was a couple other uh, people that did spirit drawing or spirit guide drawing or angel guide, things like that. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's what I should do, you know. So I'd signed up, uh, I found out about a, a workshop that was going on at uh, Lilydale Assembly out in uh, in uh, Pat's Buffalo. Lilydale, New York. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Um, some of you may have heard of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's a community, mostly of mediums, readers, um, that was established um, with the spiritualist movement way back when. And, Actually, um, the oldest one in but, the United States. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not good with the history part of it. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and so I signed up for a, workshop, you know, for a workshop to make it official. But in the meantime, I started kind of dabbling and uh, just experimenting. And... Uh, you know, I did a little bit of artwork here and there, and, of course, I'd show my friends. and every, You know, all my friends said it was great, but, you know, coming from friends, I took it with a grain of salt because, you know, they're supportive. And um, then that summer, before the workshop, there was a... Uh, we were the, the church was hosting a national convention, and they were looking to raise money. So because of all the... Again, all these things that I happened, I felt in my head like it was a... Like I was obligated to do a drawing you know, do some type of picture to donate. Uh-huh. And um, it really felt like a should, almost like that parental kind of, you you need to do this, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this picture that was like rattling around in my head. And um, I did it. There were some things about it that I kind of, you know, surprised myself. I didn't think I could do. And there was other parts of it that I really didn't like. That's being an artist. <laughs> and... Uh, I donated it, handed you know, I handed it over, didn't frame it or anything, and uh, I was actually at the convention when they were auctioning it off, but I didn't know what was going on. But I was working the tables in the back of the room. The woman that purchased the drawing uh, found out that I was there. So I'm just standing at the table, you know, trying to sell the, the donated items and stuff, and she, this woman comes over to me with the picture and says, I need you to sign this. She, well, she said, "Do you do? Th- did you do this?" I said, "She said, I said yes." She said, "I need you to sign this." So I said, "My well, my signature is in the bottom corner," and she's like, "No, I need you to sign your full name and date it on the back." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I did, you know, and in my, you know, in my head again, I'm kind of like, you know, discounting everything. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that she figures. You know, it's a piece of original artwork. I could die tomorrow. It'll be worth a million dollars, you know. <laughs> so so I did. But then I found out, because she was telling someone else as she was walking away, um, that she purchased the drawing and she would have paid whatever she had to for it because she had that exact image in a dream. Okay. And it was another one of those jaw-dropping moments that I had done a picture that apparently was meant for her without ever meeting her. Never, you know, no request, no nothing. It just, I got a picture in my head, I did it, and it was for her. Wow, okay. So, and I, I, I'll give myself enough credit to be wise enough that I recognize that as not setting limitations. So I haven't. And often... Um, when I tell people that I do drawings, do the spirit drawings, and again, the intended purpose is to be for the recipient and for their benefit, for their growth. Um, never meeting them, talking to them, uh, touching anything. I don't, you know, absolutely no contact whatsoever. Um, a lot of people are, are surprised that that's possible. And I usually tell them somewhat of that story or an abbreviated version. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so that's kind of how it all started. Um, I eventually did take the class at Leedale with a woman named Bonnie White. Um, it was a, it was a great workshop. Of course, me being a stubborn artist, I wanted to do things my way. So, um, 
I think it, it's funny because in retrospect, when I first when I first started doing like the charcoals and stuff like that, I was doing it the way I wanted to do it more than how the the most beneficial way. And now the way I do it is, I think probably more in the lines of what she was teaching. What does so that, it, what does it, that it, mean? How, how is that different? As far as like. When you said you did it your way, but now you're doing it more the way she taught you, what does that what does that mean? How, how do they look different? Well, well, what I would do is I, I I kind of figured because of what other stuff I had seen done, you know, from other intuitive type artists, is like spirit guides or things like that. So I would just draw a face. I mean, I can just oh. sit down and draw a face, you know, a face out uh-huh. of nowhere. Um, but I wasn't getting any identification with it, you know, it wasn't coming like that. The way I do it now, a lot of people have the idea that when I go to do the drawing, I have a visual in my head already, and then I do the picture. It's very much not like that. That's why when I do my workshops, I you know, very much emphasize to people, you do not have to know how to draw in order to do a spirit drawing workshop or learn how to use it as a tool. Um, because it comes out on the paper. Um, initially, when I started... Gear, more in the in the direction that I'm I've been going for a while now. Um, I start with almost like a shape, like just kind of when I say a shape, obviously not like a square or a triangle, but like a a kind of swirling motion this way, or like two lines intersecting, you know, things like that. Just whatever pops in my head in about two seconds that I focus, and the way I've I've managed my process. Is to is to depend on the process and not my brain or my necessarily my artistic skill. So it's it's literally a statement of intent, which is me writing the name of the person that it's for on the paper. And to me, that's basically my ritual of saying this drawing is for this person. Period. And then you surrender. And yeah, exactly. That's that's a great word for it. Uh-huh. Um, and. I'll start with that basic shape, and there's some charcoal on the paper, and I I look and I see things kind of jumping out at me, and then I try and like accent those so they so they are stronger in the image, and um, a lot of really interesting things happen because sometimes I'll think I'll see something, and then when I try and elaborate on it, you know, try and shadow it in or or highlight it or add some accents to it, then it changes into something else, and. Okay. Um, in the earlier days, I used to think that was a mistake. Like if it if it changed, like oh, I saw this, you know, I, I saw an eagle and it turned into a vulture, and um, I would think it was a mistake. But what I found is what it started as and what it changes to is part of the message. Okay. So there's it's a very very fluid process, which sometimes can be difficult to explain. Um, and after I was doing it a while, what would happen is I just look at a blank piece of paper and I see shapes and lines and sometimes what I, they're what I call lines of light, um, where it's almost like there's like a, a projector on the page and I see the picture. Um, not in its entirety, but certain parts of it. So I work on that. And then as I do that, more comes. I also tend to pick up on, um, on different uh, feelings with certain parts of the picture. So, like, even though I'm seeing one thing and getting a different feeling, it's the relationship between what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling that is important in the message versus just a typical um, representation or what the, like, a, a typical reference of what that image may mean. So there's no, like, dictionary to follow as far as what things mean, you know, what what specific images mean. It's, that's kind of like a guideline. So when you do these drawings um, it, and a message comes forth, do you write the message or or do you tape record the message for the person or how does that work? Well, what I do is um, my process uh, is to do the drawing. Um, and if I'm at a show, I, I obviously do it verbally as well as uh-huh. far as explaining the message. But I actually just draw it first. And while okay. I'm drawing, I'm picking up on all these things, and I'm, I'm more or less brainstorming them in my head to see their connections. Uh-huh. And then I, once I feel that I have a, a you know, the, the message pretty solid, um, 
then I deliver the message to them. But when I do that, I don't like to do, I don't like to point at the picture and say, here we see, you know, a turtle, and a turtle means this. Because I don't want that person to forever look at that picture and think that's what the picture means. I don't want them to set it in stone as far as its purpose. Okay. I really like to look at it as it the the even though it's a charcoal drawing, it's just like everything, it's energy. So we yep. can communicate to that person in an ongoing basis. So they can look at it three years from now and either the same image has different meaning or they can see different images in it. Right. And usually um yeah, there there especially the there's many layers in the drawing. And that's one of the fun things about the charcoal that um really allow itself like many images to be in the same location at the same time. Um but I think I answered that. The reason I say that is because like um so oh, if you... I'm hearing if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is that even though you make a charcoal drawing of it today, the energy mm-hmm. in the work is ever-evolving. And what's yes. true today will actually expand or shift tomorrow. So you don't want people hanging their hat on that being the only representation. Absolutely. That was a beautifully eloquent way of putting it. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I definitely... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's it's it's our nature. I, I think sure. you know, especially for society these days, that it's an equation. It's lin- it's that linear thinking of this equals that. And I'll stop people in you know when I'm. Sometimes I'll almost have someone uh, repeat the message to me, so I make sure they're understanding it correctly. Sure, um, exactly. And sometimes it, it, it's gotten even weirder than that at times, though, because. What will happen is I'll get an understanding of a drawing. And with that understanding, I, I'm very particular in how I word it. And the way I word it is the way it needs to be delivered to them, but may not be the understanding that I got specifically, if that okay. makes sense. Like, like it'll be... Um, I'm trying to think of a good example on how to explain that. It's... Like, I'll have an image of, say, something that's a block, you know, something that's that's preventing them from moving forward. But the way I present it to them, it's, um, they'll identify with something that I would have no information on. And, in essence, releases the block, but it's not quite the same way that I understood it. But it's in the wording that makes the transition to what they understood in a so positive me, way. Okay, so let me understand this. So that when you're doing the drawing, you may, uh, the drawing, spirit may bring forth the drawing in a way that that illustrates a person's block. But the but the actual energetic version of it, okay, mm-hmm. is is what gets translated to to the uh, to the person who's receiving it. Is that correct? Yeah, I would say that's correct. So, so the idea is, is, is uh, so here, I have my record, my Akashic records open. So here's what I'm here. What, this is what they're showing me. You're talking about. So if you okay. have, oh, if you in, in a drawing, if you have have a wall that has, it's a brick wall. That mm-hmm. when you show the brick wall and and it, as you're drawing it, it represents a block. It also represents um, a challenge and something to go over or around rather than through. And so when the person looks at it, even though you've got a definition of it, they're going to see that, that wall as, as, let's say, a positive, or it'll, it'll trigger a memory or a knowing of how to deal with the block. Right. Or to elaborate on that analogy, um, like let's say I saw the wall. Uh-huh. And so, so it means a block, but right. that person's issue or, or challenge is that they don't set their own boundaries. Right. Okay. Okay. I see that. So the yeah, way okay. I, and that is their block is not setting boundaries. 
It's not right. like this way is blocked for you. It's that you're having a challenge because you're not putting up the walls you need to. Sure. Okay. Got it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, it, so you it have gets three... a little tricky. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? It gets a little tricky to put into words. Oh no, that's fine. But that's that. This is half the fun is helping explain it. So you have right. different. So you have charcoal drawings as well as you have um, pastels too. Which yes. do you like to work with better, the pastels or the charcoal? Oh, it's a classic artist scenario. When I'm working on one, I want to do the other. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. All right. And you um, also go ahead. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of difference. Like I said, with the with the charcoals, it's um, the images are much more uh, layered and things like that. But the the pastels are much more towards fine art, and they're much more visual. Like the pastels, I actually do a sketch first, um, so that way I can kind of put it in the picture in a in like either symmetrically or as much as possible or trying to arrange it a little bit more. Not rearranging it, but just, you know, um, trying to make it centered a little better. And plus, working with the color is one of my favorite parts, just the aspect of the colors. Um, right. But it's also a lot more work, so sometimes it depends on the mood I'm in. Sure, sure. So you, on your website, you, you explain that you have... Um, three different kinds or, or um, different different ways of expressing yourself. So you have, uh, ether, ether, how do you say that? Etherealism? Ethereal. Etherealism? Um, Is that yeah, etherealism. Yeah? It's, it's, it's a recycled phrase. <laughs> okay. Um, I believe it was a musical, a music movement at some point, but I just kind of used it. I actually looked that up because I wanted to see if there was anything out there called that. Um, but to me, it was like, you know, the ether idea of being kind of like outside of the, the linear world and, um, into a, a form of art. So I called it etherealism. But as far as the three aspects, that would be the visionary, the spirit art and the spirit drawing. So can you explain what the difference is between those? Um, what I call the visionary art. Um, is basically pictures that I'll just create on my own without being prompted or requested by someone. Okay. Um, those are the also color in, in pastels. And, uh, you know, I frame them. And there's been, like, that first one that I did that was for that one woman, even though I didn't know it, um, that I would have called a visionary piece. I had done another one um, that was a similar experience that at one point was a visionary art, but it was kind of a spirit art in, in, uh, I did, I did it ahead of time. <laughs> uh-huh. Huh. Because, uh, it eventually found the person it was for. Okay. So that, that's visionary art. Okay. So what's the yeah. difference between spiritual art and, and spirit drawing? Um, the spirit art is the chalk pastels and they, those I do from home. I don't offer them on location at any of the events that I do. Okay. Um, because they're much more time-consuming, much messier, and they have to be framed. Okay. Uh, I, in chalk, the typical process for, for framing chalk is to spray it with a yeah. sensitive, and I've just never felt good about that. I don't like what it does to the picture energetically or visually. Okay. So right. they're completely naked under the glass, so they have to be framed. I couldn't okay. deliver them on frames. And, and you and apply the frame? Yes, I do. That's all included in the price. Oh, okay, great. Okay. And spirit drawing, let's talk about that. That's the charcoal. Those I offer, um, I do from home remotely for people, either okay. phone or email or web requests or at shows. That's typically what I do at events that I do. And the drawing, the spirit drawing is what we do in the workshops. Okay. So talk about your workshops. What do you teach people there? Um. I, the way I like to see it is I like to teach them how to see. Um, okay. I personally believe um, that intuition is everywhere around us at all times, uh-huh. uh, just like energy. <laughs> yeah. And it's the paying attention to that and the observing it that I think we miss um, we miss out on a lot because we we. Um, get stuck in, in routines and, and 
um, habitual behavior, you know, and stepping outside of that. And I, I think doing the drawing is a, is a way, um, not only for someone to touch in with their intuition, but really break out of the box that they've been living in. And hopefully if my, if my, uh, focus is done properly, which, which it seems to be, um, they'll be able to kind of see themselves differently because they start to see why things have happened and why they're, they go through some of the things they go through um, and really open up to all the stuff that's around them. Um, we can program ourselves to ignore anything. And I think sure. a lot of us, you know, in our upbringing, in, in typical, you know, typical in society in general, we, we ignore a lot. So uh, that's what I like to to get out of it. Um, basically what I do is I teach people how to let the chalk just flow on the paper. And it's really funny because the first step in the class is just learning to get comfortable with the chalk. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I, I try and tell people like this, this is kindergarten work. Like let yourself go. And it kind of, it almost, in a sense, um, it almost proves the process because I can spot people's where people's blocks are based on their their way of drawing, and it, it's very telling in that sense. Um, one of the challenges a lot of people have is they they want to draw in lines, and they're very rigid and very consistent in how they they hold the chalk and how the chalk meets the paper. And I'm trying to get them into a more fluid process. It's really not a far stretch from like an automatic writing process where you're like just letting your wrist loosen up and, and just like grab the paper as the chalk wants to and then looking into it and seeing what's there without overthinking it. Interesting. So so that when you teach people to, to see, as you mentioned, what you're doing them is giving them permission to imagine or allow... And surrender to any thoughts that come into their head that they can that they can reproduce. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Typically, yeah. Well, artwork in general, you know, most people, if I can say that, most people's perception of their ability to draw or not is it needs to look real and it needs sure. to look a certain way and it needs to be pre-thought, premeditated, and then they reproduce that, you know, thought and. I've really, I, I, I think that's backwards, <laughs> and I used to think that way too. <laughs> yeah. But so you don't have I, the you, um, you don't have the color in the lines, right? No, no. Actually, it's not very. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Sorry, I yeah, that. you have to think out of the box, right? Or just allow out of the box. I, I think. Yeah, that, and that's it, the thing. And, yeah, just allow allow the the information to to flow and 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 not worry about whether it looks like anything. Because it's right. really more about what it's releasing within you, right? That's absolutely correct. Yeah, got it's, it. It's letting it flow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, so um, do you do before you do these um, the spirit drawings? It says that you meditate on the person. Is there a specific med- meditation? And it's not, we're not asking you to actually share what the meditation is. That's, <laughs> I that's proprietary. But, but the idea is, is that um, it, how long do, do your meditations typically take? And are you, I mean, it's, you know, it, and I would imagine that in the classes you also um, help people move into a, a, a very sacred space before they start working also after they when they get ready to work is that correct um somewhat when i say meditate that's the idea of meditation being thought behind intent um okay letting go but you know stating your intent and letting that come through um for me that is literally i close my eyes for about two seconds Okay. Because right. it, it, the way I I have understood it and the way it's come to me and been brought to me, that time is irrelevant um, in shifting energy. Um, doing something for 30 minutes or doing it for five seconds all matters how what your intent, what your focus is. Um, I don't think it's it's 
within a construct of time or ritual or things of that nature. And I firmly believe that anyone can make up whatever ritual they feel comfortable with. Um, one of the things I do in the workshop is, you know, I, I recommend that anyone who has a process of doing something that they feel they need to do to protect themselves to do that. Um, but I don't teach a method of that. Um, for me, I've never found it personally necessary. Okay. So it's not something I could, I felt, um, that I could really teach someone because it's, I, I think it's a more personal thing. Okay. All right. So, so, um, do you have a class kinda, coming up? Currently, I don't. Um, my schedule's been pretty filled with shows lately, so I'm, I'm trying to work some of that stuff in. I'm hoping towards the end of the summer. Um, okay. Of course, on the website or my Facebook pages, I, I post all the events that, I'm, that I have going on. And I'm actually looking to elaborate the workshop, because up until now, I've done... I've done the workshop on teaching the process of doing the drawing, and we touch on the interpretation part, but that's like a whole other animal. Okay. Um, so I'm looking to incorporate that, so it's going to be a little bit longer than it has been in the past. Uh, that can get a little tricky. Um, well, it, it's it's not tricky, um, but as far as how to convey it in a way that's, that's acceptable, um, because there's so many different ways to do it. And it's trying to teach something that's endless. You know what I mean? There's not a trying to find the stepping stones to hit without setting walls that people are going to get stuck in the middle of. Sure. So, you know, we're not trying to recreate another box. Right, exactly. So, so okay, so let me ask you this. Um, well, first of all, we've been talking for a while. Let's give everybody your website address, and if okay. you want to be contacted via the, your telephone or email, or how do you like to be um, contacted? Um, email or the web is typically the best schedule-wise, because okay. my schedule tends to vary quite a bit with shows and traveling and things like that. Sure, okay. Um, yeah, email, the website. Um, so why don't you give your website? Give, give us your website. My website is infinite, I-N-F-I-N-I-T-E, creations, with an S, um, at uh, .net. Okay. And and, uh, and your actual, the way you spell your name is J period, D period, Arich, is, did I say it right, Richie? Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's correct. It's A-R-I-C-C-H-I. Um, do you want to give a phone number, or or do you just want them just to go to your website? Um, sure. My, I'll, I'll have no problem giving my phone number. It's, it's okay. uh, toll-free, 888-618-3698. Great. And that'll, okay. that'll get directly to me. But email, okay. like I said, is always the best because it gives me a chance to And what is your email respond. address? Um, uh, uh-huh. At N E O N is in North, E is in East, O is in Ohio. dot R R dot com. Okay, you want to say that one more time, a little slower, then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Infinite Creations. Yep. At N as in North, E O. dot R R. dot com. Great. Okay. I, I just got an email from one of our loyal listeners. Her name is Debbie. And she said, hi, and, I'm sorry, what? I said, hi, Debbie. <laughs> I, yeah, hi, Debbie. Um, she said, she goes, she, 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 her email is, oh, my God, or OMG. I am looking at his website, and his artwork is amazing. Where did he say he Thank was you. located in New York? She lives in Orange County, New York. Oh, uh, that yeah, that's downstate, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, and um, she said she'd love to see more of your art. So um, I'm so glad that she was able to go up there and take a look at it. But she can contact you directly. And what I've noticed here on your website is, you, you, the, for the uh, for a you know for just a, a black and white um, charcoal, it's five by seven. It's is is that price correct? Is forty dollars? That's correct. Okay, and does that include the message or no? Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's the whole that's kind of part of the point. <laughs> that's the whole um, thing. Wow, I that's the, great. I I make the website my lowest price uh, at the shows. They vary depending on where I'm at and travel and stuff like that. Uh, sure, sure. Um, uh-huh. One, because it's just more conducive on a lot of levels. Right. Um, 
and uh, it's actually um, well. Let's face it; it's easier for me um, okay. because I have I have going through the process, and it's it's one of the things that we also talk, touch on on the workshop. You know, I'm human; I have a brain. I think um, <laughs> you. I'm sorry. Um, say that again. I'm human. I have a brain, and I think. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> sometimes right. I have to weed some of that out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's why my process is very quick. Um, the drawing only takes about five or ten minutes. It's the interpretation oh. that takes the bulk of the time. Okay. Um, All right. But um, it just, you know, it happens really quickly. And the reason I do it that way and the reason I also prefer to do them from home above L, above the other process is um, I have nothing to weed out. It's just boom, boom, boom. And that's, right. kind of, that's kind of how I vibrate, so it works better for me that way. But sure, it doesn't sure. really change the evolve, it, or the end result. It change, uh, it just makes it's an easier process for me. Great, great. Well, so you know, you have another something very interesting that I that I want to know more about as well is your your cards, your ethereal oracle cards. Talk about that and how did that come about? Ah, um, that's an interesting story. This is my first deck, and I emphasize my first deck. And by first deck, I mean the third deck, but the first one I did. <laughs> okay. Um, it all started out, um, num- numerous people ha- over the years have seen my work and, and said that I should do a, a tarot deck. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I, take, I take input, but I also, you know, take things and kind of process them, ponder on them. Sure. So... Um, I originally came up with an idea with some really profound ideas to do an original deck, not a tarot. And there, there are some really amazing ideas in it. But um, at one point I decided that, well, let me do a tarot deck first. So I started working on that. And the, the typical tarot deck has 78 cards in it. So let's face it, it's a lot of artwork. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of pictures to produce. Sure. Um, and I'm not a card reader, so I have to learn them, you know, as I'm going. Even though, you know, you don't really need to know them to read them. Um, sure. I just tend to, typically, I tend to get caught up in the artwork and I totally miss out the message. So um, so I started working on a tarot deck and it was just getting to be a very arduous process as far as going through it all. Meanwhile, I'm I'm trying to do everything else as far as making progress. So I decided to take a collection of my existing works and then turn it into a deck, which is the Ethereal Oracle. Okay. And um, it's kind of it's kind of shown me a lot of things, a lot of humbling moments, just like um, we all get at times where we think we know what we're doing, and then we find out we really knew what we were doing. We just didn't think we knew what we were doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Um, so I put together the pictures that I felt would work best in a deck, and I felt just felt correct for the deck. Originally, I wanted to do 44 cards, but the number 45 just really said it wanted to be in the deck, so I put it in. Well, you understand and, what 45 uh, equals, right? Um, that would be a 9, but I'm not yeah, really good on and the not, numerology. And, and, which is one of my very favorite numbers. And 9, oh, nine equal 9 it represents um, mastership and completion. Ah, that's terrific. So what I'm receiving about your cards is the fact that when somebody throws throws these cards, they don't necessarily have to do it from a place of, of tarot so, uh, so much as right. they do it from a place of their own wisdom, and what and they interpret the cards in their own interpretation. Yes. Is that correct? I like that. I like that. that, yeah. Yeah, so the I, idea is nothing is nothing is static with you. It, it's all flowing and it's all constantly moving. And the same thing with these cards is that based on the intention the intention of the person as they as they put the as they put the cards down in whatever um style they want, you have a book that tells what the meaning of the cards are, right? Do yeah, you? it's it's a it's a very short um, version of the meaning right uh-huh. now. Um, there's a more elaborate version that I've been working on, which I'm hoping to have out by the end of the summer, um, well, which I'll make the, available on, on the website. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, it's a but great, the reality it's theirs. It's their it's their interpretation that's yes. most important, right? Mm-hmm. 
Right, and again, it's the wording. I put it in a way that can really, that can knock stuff loose, but still be gentle. Yeah, sure. Um, And um, it's a, it's. I personally think it's a great card a day deck. Um, Yeah. You know, it's it's just the messages in it are very. um, There's a lot of teaching in them. Um, They're not necessarily a lot of words. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting is is somebody goes up to your website, and that's infinitecreations.net, and, and clicks mm-hmm. on the, the deck where it's talking about the deck, and then you're going to see on the, on, on the left, excuse me, on the right, you're going to see all the different cards, and, what, and all you have to do is click on, on the actual card, and it'll, it'll enlarge it for you. And I want to tell you they're absolutely magnificent. So, uh, folks, I, I encourage you. To, to take a look at these, um, and, and again, very reasonably priced is is twenty dollars. And is that uh, does that include shipping and handling, or is that extra? Which is I would uh, shipping and be. handling. It's like yeah, shipping and handling. And, yeah, um, okay. It's it's even actually even less than that, and it includes. Um, it does not come in your typical box, which usually doesn't get used after you initially yeah, buy it. Right. It. it um, it's packaged with a hand-sewn pouch, which is in a purple velvet material. Okay, beautiful. Um, right. To keep the cards in. And, and they're like uh, a regular deck of cards? That yeah, they're thing? actually, yeah. they're poker size, they're, yeah. you know, typical playing card size. That's and cool. And they're casino cool. quality, so yeah. they're um, I just wanted, meant to be I want, used. I just want to make a comment. If you're offering two-day priority mail, I think the minimum is $5.60 these days, just so you know. Oh, okay. I just want <laughs> so, so I mean, I think the last time I mailed something for two day mail, that's what it was, and it was like, it was my one of my CDs, and it was like nothing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So that's, but it still costs that much money. But so, so just be careful, you know, so you don't underprice yourself at least on the shipping. But um, well, I think, yeah, I think I have it as a per, as, uh, set up as a percentage because um, some things. There's no easy way that I've found. I found this with other sites that I order from is having a way that it's really reasonable on every single situation. So I yeah, just go with yeah. a flat percentage. Sure. Um, okay. Well, that's good. Well, again, I just wanted to, I just wanted to make a comment on I that. I appreciate. You know. It. Yeah. Thank so, you. so if we were to look at these cards, if do you throw these cards on a daily basis? And 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 oh, like this one, they have this. Wow, it's within without. It's card number two. I really like that one. That is so cool. It's Thank like you. the tree of life. Thank you. Wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And uh I love and because I work with the Akashic Records, that is like the tree of life, you know. It's like the book of life. Ah. So that um so that's oh, this is these are just magnificent. Um <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah, you guys got to go up on his website and order order order. This guy has got it together, I'll tell you. Um and uh and you also wholesale these things. It looks like there's a a special website for retailers as well. There is absolutely um, it, where I have it set up where retailers can go. They can um, set up an account and um, order the deck wholesale. I don't have my prints available. I also sell prints of my works. Okay. Um, the main being with that, even though most of my work is done with an intended recipient, it's energy and just like crystals sure. or anything like that. We're we're all drawn to you know different people are drawn to different things. Um, I don't have that part set up for prints, but you know if they call me, we can we can pick out sure. pictures and stuff like that. So, well, this um, is great. I'm, now we're gonna you're gonna be in in Ohio. Uh, let's talk about where where you got some events coming up. How about that? Uh, yeah, got, sure. Yeah, right. sure. You've got you're gonna be at the Harmonic Journey. Um, that's going to be at the end of the month. That's uh, you're going to be here. That's going to be in Wycliffe, Ohio, and Harmonic yeah. Journey. I think that's the one that's the closest, isn't it? That's coming up. Let me just take a look at your website. Oh, June 11th. We haven't done June. June 11th. This is this Wednesday, right? Yes. Yeah, right? So I'm going to be up in Michigan for the week. I'm doing a festival up in Belleville, but I'm also going to be in Pickney, Michigan on Wednesday and uh-huh. in Woodhaven on Thursday. Okay. All right. And then on the, on the 13th, you're going to be at the Pagan Fest in Michigan? Yeah. Right? Is that right? And what, yep, is that like a big is that like a big expo or what? Um it's a 3-day festival. Um it's a Michigan Pagan Fest and uh 
it's a um, kind of an all weekend deal. There's camping available at the, oh, the fairgrounds, which is where it's mm-hmm. located. Um, it's it's really fun. We do a lot of a lot of drumming circles, um, bonfires, and a lot of workshops available. A lot of great great vendors there too, as well as the, as the harmonic journeys and. Um, well, harmonic journeys is 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 not going to be at the Pagan Fest, are they? No, uh, no, I don't believe so. No, um, okay. but I'm just saying that. Oh, there are a lot of vendors really like cool like stuff. harmonic journeys. I got it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you were just kind of combining things. Yeah, and then you've got the the Mulberry Creek Herb Festival that's coming up in Huron, Ohio, right? June twenty yeah. first and twenty second, right? Correct. Yep. And, and then finally, and um, then mine, the what what I'm associated with, and I'm real proud of is is Pat Err's um, Harmonic Journeys, and that's going to be on June 29th. And, and you actually have the dates, 29th and 29th, so 28th and 29th. And oh. <laughs> that's kind of funny. And But we're going to have a lot of different vendors and speakers. And Are, are you going to be speaking there as well at, at no, uh, Harmonic I haven't, Journeys? No, I have not done much as far as speaking. Okay, okay. Um, well, you do a nice job. Well, thank you. You're uh, welcome. I, it's... It, I, every time I think about doing a lecture, I think, how can I explain everything? <laughs> well, here's here's what I would like to just share with you and ask you to share with our with the listeners right now. Um, sure. What we want to understand from you is the bottom line benefits of of having a spirit drawing um, or uh, done. In other words, like talk to us about what is the uh, What's it? What's, what are the, the benefits? Like, why do I want it? Why do I want this? Why do I want to have either a spirit art or a spirit drawing done for me? How am I going to benefit from that? Well, you got about four minutes. <laughs> the way to do that and not sound presumptuous is kind of challenging for me. No, stop. Um, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 <laughs> stop. And and the reason why is because. There, there's a time for being humble, and there's a time for, right. for being able to, to talk okay. about what's what's real. And please understand, my myself and my listeners understand, it's not about being egotistical when you really t- speak from a place of integrity and truth. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, it's all about guidance. Okay. Um, typically, what comes through, what I focus on, what my intent is for, is for the person, the recipient of the drawing or the art or even the deck when they're pulling a card or buying a deck, um, is for their guidance, for their growth, to help them see how beautiful they are, how expansive they are, how limitless they are, and to help them move forward towards that. Even if it's just one little step, because sometimes those little steps... Every little step is equally as important as every other step. Sure. We we tend to prioritize them because we think, well, some are bigger than the others, but the one in front of us is the most important. Uh-huh. And right. my goal, I think what people get most out of it is how to take that next step. And it's often that I'll have someone do a drawing just because they're curious, but they find out something that they didn't even know was happening as far as what's been holding up their progress. And it just... Just really driving it home in an understandable way. This is really beautiful. Just well, that's, yeah, that's it's it's a it's it's a beautiful constant reminder of the beauty of who you are. And, yes. And it is also an ever evolving expression of who you not only are but can be. Absolutely. Um, it's meant to be as limitless as you are willing to allow it. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, JD, it's just been an absolute pleasure to have you on the uh, on on the show. Again, folks, you're listening well. to akashicwisdom.com. Uh, well, that's my website. You're li- listening to Akashic Wisdom on bbsradio.com. Uh, if you want to get a hold of of JD, you can you can uh, get a hold of him at now. Give your email address again. Uh, infinite creations at, at hotmail. N-E- oh, I'm sorry, uh, well, not... yeah, let's go with the hotmail. It's easier. Okay. Um, infinite creations at hotmail. Dot com, and then his the website is infinite creations dot net. Okay. Yes, and, and my last name. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> my last name. 
my last name, just to reiterate it, you can find me on Facebook, and there's my page there as well, um, is A-R-I-C-C-H-I. Yep, and I, you just friended me, and I confirmed you as a friend. Terrific. Thank you. Great, great. And if those of you out there listening are interested in more, more information about the Akashic Records, um, you can contact me at my private number of 216-691-1233, uh, and I'll be happy to email you information, and all you have to do is email me at info at akashicwisdom.com. But I'm here every Sunday uh, and would love to have you continue listening. We typically do a talk call-in talk show, but... This was so interesting. We just wanted to talk to you. <laughs> so, J.D., thank you thank so you. much for, for, for being a guest on my show. Uh, and uh, wish you just, just overflowing um, luck and blessings from your wonderful work that you've really been blessed by spirit. So, bless you. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Akashic Wisdom on bbsradio.com. Uh, and next week, you're my guest. You can call in with your questions about why things are happening in your life and, and how, you, uh, how, they, how that's working for you. So uh, I want to say good night. I'm going to close the records of the show, and I want to say I want to th- thank all you folks for listening. And we want to also mention that as you go through this week, may your hearts be opened, your burdens be lifted, and may you truly look into the mirror and see into the heart of the divine. And with that, we close the Akashic Records for the Akashic Wisdom Show on June uh, 8th. Actually, it's June 9th now here in Ohio, 2014, by saying amen, amen, amen. The Akashic Records are now closed. Amen. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a miracle-filled week, and, and have a great one. Bye-bye.